the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Witnessing for Christ is an awesome task that belongs to every believer. The question is, are we doing it? Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to encourage us to be effective witnesses by explaining the role a man of unusual dress and diet played in acting as a precursor to Jesus in this message, John the Baptist bears witness of the light. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. The second thing Satan likes to do with you, he loves to confuse believers at the point of their calling. He loves to confuse believers at the point of their calling. And when, when you can serve and you're not sure that you are called to do what you're doing by God, you know what happens? Then that makes for insecurity. You're not secure. That makes for self-doubt. And it also makes for lack of confidence in ministry. You'll not have the confidence, the confidence that you should have in ministry. You'll be confused. You will have self-doubt. You will have insecurity and you will lack confidence. You can't process new members in the church because you doubt your call. That's right. You're slipping and sliding all over the place because you doubt your call. You got to know that God has called you to do what you're doing. And if he hasn't called you to do what you're doing, then why are you doing it? Now, let me tell you this. You say, well, I've been called to teach. But if everybody's leaving your class, you, you, you need to probably <laughs> be a greeter. <laughs> Don't sit there and cause the ministry to suffer. And there's no evidence of the call. A true call from God will bear fruits in the kingdom. You understand what I'm saying? There ought to be some fruits uh, as a result of your teaching ministry. There ought to be some fruits in the pastoral ministry. There ought to be some fruits in the deacon's ministry, the elder's ministry, and all the mini- the youth ministry. Uh, kids ought to gravitate to you. If kid- Listen, if kids are running from you, don't get in the youth ministry. Don't get, don't, 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 don't get in the, don't scare my babies. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't scare the children. Don't do that. They're running from you. I'm scared of that man. He's mean. He, look, he won't smile. He's smile. You, you got to be child friendly. If you're not child friendly, don't get into youth ministry. Matter of fact, if you're not friendly at all, I don't know what can we put you in. What can we? What can, what can, what can, we, what can we put you in? You won't smile. You look like the Grinch that stole Christmas. I see. Maybe I can put them over there, put her there. But everywhere you go, you make a mess. She won't smile. She disgruntled. I, just sit on the front row next to me and, <laughs> until we can figure out what you all about. 
<laughs> there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Can, can that be said of you? I just, I just was. There was a man sent from God whose name is. There was a man sent from God whose name is Paul. There's a woman sent from God whose name is. Somebody say, I hope he calls my name. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a little boy sent from God whose name is Joshua. He believed, but there's more than one Joshua. Joshua, isn't that something? What a reputation when they say that person is sent from God. When I look at his or her demeanor. And how she carries herself, she smiles, he encourages another. He's not a peace breaker, he's a peacemaker. Full of the fire, Holy Ghost. That man is from, or that woman is from God. God. Oh, my goodness. That's all. That's number two. Let me go to number three. I'm not going to get through. I'm going to just take my time. <laughs> number three. Uh, another uh, characteristics of this remarkable man is John was a humble servant. He was a humble servant. In the Gospels, John, John's humility is so evident John's humility is so evident. The scripture says in the gospel of John, chapter three, verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. That's the only way you can be great in the kingdom. It needs to be less of you and more of God. Matthew three eleven B also says, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. But you got a lot of Christians think they all of that. He said, he says, no, y'all don't understand this man, the lamb of God, he's mightier than me. He's more than me. You don't, don't look at me. Look at him. He's the strong one. He's the Al Shaddai. <laughs> he's the all sufficient one. He's mightier than me. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. <laughs> he's all wise. He's omniscient. The, I love what it says. Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He says, I don't even feel worthy to carry this man's sandal. Do you have that kind of humility? I mean, if he were to give me his sandals, I say, Lord, you're too holy. You're too much God. I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy to carry your shoes. Now, some of y'all, you in ministry and you strutting like peacocks. You know, I, I, I got my Bible. I know what I'm doing. I've been 
at this business for 20 years. You, you give people your whole spiritual profile to let them know that you are a highly important person in the kingdom. You are a spiritual VIP. Let me tell you something. The ground is level at the cross. Do I have a witness here? No big eyes, no little U's. Get off your high horse. Come on down. That's right. Your Bible reads just like mine. You, come on. Uh, and we ought to come in here with a sense of our unworthiness. I'm unworthy to preach the gospel. He says, I'm, wor- I'm unworthy to carry. I'm, I'm unworthy to carry his shoe. Lord, I don't want to touch your sandals. I'm, I'm unworthy. So glad I don't have no holes in my socks. I didn't plan to do that. <laughs> I think they're all right down there. <laughs> I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy to stand here and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm unworthy to work in that sound booth. I'm unworthy to touch these cards and these gadgets. I'm unworthy to play the organ. I love it so, the, 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 the keyboard. I, I'm so unworthy until I, I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to play like I never, I never played it. I'm going to practice like I never practiced. I'm going to take the Lord's work to another level. I'm unworthy to play on these drums. I'm, a, I'm unworthy to stand as a greeter. I'm unworthy to stand as an usher. I'm unworthy to serve these youth when I consider how bad I, and rebellious I was in my youth and now here I am teaching you. Lord, when I consider my own childhood, who am I to teach? But thank God for grace. I'm unworthy to even carry the Lord's sandals. Matthew chapter 3, 13 through 15 says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Oh, my mind is reflecting back when we had that baptismal service for our 25th celebration as a church, and we went to Israel and Jordan, and we baptized Many of the saints here, and, uh, and as we were baptizing, there were some Lebanese young men. They were all in our way. We were, people were trying to take pictures of, of those being baptized, and you had all these young Lebanese young men. Uh, they, they were all in the way, and, they were, and we were singing, Wait in the water, wait in the water, children. Wait in the water. God's going to trouble the water. On the Jordan side and on the, and, uh, uh, and on the Israeli side, the people were clapping with us in rhythm. And we had some Holy Ghost church and we were standing in that muddy Jordan River. Me and Gideon was in that water. Here they came one by one and we took them under in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Ooh, that water was cold. 
It was cold. And then we went again, another and then another and another. And these Lebanese young men kept looking and looking and looking. And after we had baptized a good number of our own people who were on that trip. See, when we get through a whole lot, y'all gonna want to go to Israel. <laughs> then they raise a hand. Can you baptize me? Oh, we want to be baptized too. I said, well, you just can't get baptized. That's, that's something you must believe. Do you believe that Jesus Christ, the son of God? I started asking, do you believe he died on the cross for your sin? You believe he, yes, yes, yes. I was asking every question under the sun. Yes, yes. I said, come on in this water. We wait in the water. And here they go. You know what they did? They started taking off their clothes and they stripped down to their underwear. And we had women there. You know what? They didn't even care. They were so focused and so joyous about the, the prospect of getting baptized. They saw something Holy Ghost happening down there. They saw a move of God down there. They stripped off their clothes, got in that water. And I, don't know, I don't know how many of them were. It was a good 10 or 15 of them. And they just came one by one. And they, they were just shouting and rejoicing and thrilled to be baptized. I didn't know their name. And God orchestrated sovereignly are coming together and we baptize young Lebanese men who wanted to be baptized. I felt like I was unworthy to do such a thing. That was a God uh, engendered event that I will never forget the balance of my days. And I felt so unworthy unworthy. I mean, how does God take my wife and I to Africa? And how do we have the ministers we do? The schools, the clinics, the orphanages. We're so unworthy. How do you preach just a few months ago in Moldova and before that the Republic of Georgia and before that the Ukraine and before that Moscow and before that who's nowhere? On and on and on it goes being a prophet to the nations. So humble that God can take a young black boy out of the ghetto of Cashmere Gardens. The street wasn't even paved. It was rocking. One block long, one end of the block, a railroad track, and the other end of the block, 59 North. We were sandwiched in between. And how God educated me, saved me, elevated me, moved me from my home church across town to Mount Hora Baptist Church. And I left my mama, my dad, I left everybody to follow God. And there I found my bride. Then God gave us a call and we came to San Antonio with two babies, took everything we had out the bank. Moved to San Antonio, bought a little home that we could afford and made our spiritual journey right here. And look what God has brought us since 1984. This couldn't have happened unless God had called us, number one, and number two, that God was with us. Amen. 
He said, I'm unworthy to carry your sandals. Matthew 3, 13 through 15 says, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. He said, huh, I, I don't need to be baptizing you. You God, you the Messiah. Uh, uh, he says, I am the one who needs to be baptized. You know, in other words, John said, I'm the sinner. I'm the sinner. I, 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 I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me? You God. Verse 15, but Jesus said, he shook all that stuff off. <laughs> nice of you to say that, John. I'm just kind of paraphrasing a little bit. But Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. I want to tell you something. You are only as effective for Christ as your humility before him. You are only as effective for you are only as effective for Christ as your humility before him. You can't be effective for Christ unless you are humbled before Christ. You must decrease that Christ would increase. It has to be less of you and every day more of Jesus. I'm going to say one other thing and then I'll stop right here. Why is biblical humility so important in the lives of believers? Why is biblical humility? You saw all that humility uh, in John's ministry. Why is biblical humility so important in the lives of believers? Humility is so necessary because a one cannot receive salvation apart from humility. This is, you see, some folk don't think nothing, some folk don't think there's, there's there's nothing wrong with them. One cannot receive salvation apart from humility. This means that we must come to Christ as sinners in need of a savior. We need to come in humility, acknowledging that we are spiritually bankrupt with nothing to offer Christ but our sin and in need of salvation. Lord, here I am. I don't have anything to offer you. I'm a mess. I'm a wretch. I'm undone. Save me. Save me. But you know what? God can't save you until you first recognize the fact that you are a sinner. And if you don't recognize that you are a sinner, you will never see yourself in need of a savior. Finally, why is biblical humility so important in the lives of believers? One has to first die to self. Ooh, that is Die to self. All in God's way. You got to die to self. Here's what I want to do. Can't tell me what to do. I ain't doing that. You can't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. Shut up. Be quiet. Hush that kind of foolish talk. One has to first die to self. Humility is meekness and lowliness of mind. It is not to think too high of yourself. 
Humility is meekness and lowliness of mind. It considers others better than themselves. Philippians 2, 3 says, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. You are only as effective for Christ as your humility before him. Self-promotion, spiritual pride, and false humility will result in spiritual demotion and divine chastening from God. Let me say that again because it's so critical. You are, on, you, you are only as effective for Christ as your humility before Christ. Self-promotion, some folk is all about advancing themselves, their reputation, for folk to follow them. Self-promotion, spiritual pride, and false humility will result in spiritual demotion. Just like God can promote you, he's able to demote you and bring on divine chastening from God because of your pride. First Peter 5, 6 says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. It's all about humility. It's not about you. It's not about your degrees, your accolades, your experience, how long you've been in the church. That's why I love fresh believers who just come in and just show me. Because you get folk who've been saved 20, 30 years, they come in with a sense of spiritual arrogance. They know how it go. They don't have patience with folk who've just got saved. They act like they've always been saved. They're not patient. They're not loving. They're not kind. They're not merciful. They're not full of grace. If you want God to use you mightily, then we must all humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, God will exalt you. He will raise you up. You know, you know why God lift up others and keep others down here and he keep elevating others. And he said, wow, you getting jealous because he won't elevate you. You mad, poke, poked out. I can sing that song. I can do this. I can do, you know, you all, you got rocks in your jaw and that person keep getting blessed and you still down here and that person going higher and higher and higher and cry. You going lower and lower and lower. You know why? Because God takes delight in a person who's willingly giving him the glory. The more glory you give him, Christ, the more praise you give Christ, the more you want to do for him when it's all about making much of Christ, he begins to elevate you because he knows you're going to make his name great. But when it's all about you and your little spiritual perks, trying to form your little old, your little base of operation, your little hidden agenda, playing your little games, throwing your little rocks and hiding your hands, then God leave you. 40 years later, you still down there on the, in the kindergarten level. You, you, you're in the kindergarten level. And the other person passed you, and they're already in grad, spiritual graduate school. And all God's children said, amen. Praise God. L- let's pray. And Father, what a strange message. We're learning principles and insight about John, perhaps the likes of which we've never heard. Truth be told, 
Pride has had its way in all our lives. And someone's going to manifest pride doing the invitation. I don't have to come today. I can sit in my seat. This is my first time here. I don't have to be a member of a church. Why that? I can just come and sit and just church hop from church to church. Procrastinate and they'll leave like they came, Lord. And pride will keep them from humbling themselves and say, you, you preached to me in the spirit and the Holy Ghost arrested me. Here I come. I pray that we come to, to the realization right now that it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. Help us to repent of our pride, arrogance, self-promotion, gloating in another person's fall, slander, judgmental spirit, looking down on people, thinking too highly of ourselves. Everybody else is the issue. It's not you. Oh, God. Help us to see ourselves in light of your word. Then humble ourselves and repent. So that you in due time will exalt us. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. And all God's children said, Amen. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.